0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline.
1: And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's it's never never too too late late to fly. fly.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. We are so excited you're here. We're so excited to be launching this podcast. Um, it's been a long time coming. Something that we've wanted to do for a really long time. So we're really excited to finally launch it. Have you guys here with us and kind of share a little bit about ourselves as well as. Overcoming life's everyday struggles and challenges together so we can all live our best lives possible. So, my name is Jacqueline, if you don't know, and I am doing my podcast, this podcast with my fiance, Kevin. That's me. And we're just gonna pretty much just talk about a little bit about my journey, um, how I really got started in like the health and fitness and wellness industry and profession and how I kind of turned my journey into a journey that not only affects me, but I hope can touch and help and inspire other people as well. Um,
1: Yeah, I think that this is a place that we can uh, maybe go a little deeper than what you do on social media or on your blog and um, have it just be an opportunity for us to kind of sit down and talk and interview people who have... Maybe a similar journey or other things that we can share.
0: Because no matter what in life, we all have challenges, we all have struggles, we all have different things we're trying to overcome. Um, And I really want you guys to know like, you're not alone. And what you're struggling with or what you're dealing with could be something that other people are dealing with and struggling with as well. So my hope is to really dive down deep and the two of us really are going to get like personal and in-depth sharing our own story and my own story as well, my journey, um, to really let you guys know we're all in this together Um, because we're never alone, even though sometimes it feels like it. Um, and I really hope you can come to our podcast and just take a little bit away from it that you can apply something to your own life and find that motivation that's deep down inside you. Because even when you don't feel like doing something or feel your best, you still have that fire and that light inside of you. And I hope to help make that shine as brightly as possible by sharing my story, having guests on getting Kevin's perspective because he's been with me on my whole journey and really just help each other, like I said, live our li- best lives possible. Um,
1: so let, let's let get started. Let's jump in with, um, let's just share like kind of the beginning of your journey or beginning of you. Like what, how did you get to where you are?
0: Yeah, so if you guys don't know, I've been on a health and fitness journey. Um, I started in 2012 when I found myself weighing over 500 pounds. Um, and I finally decided something clicked inside of me that it was finally time to take control back of my life and that living a life of weighing over 500 pounds was not the life for me. Um, the quality of my life was just horrible. Um, I wasn't allowed to be myself. I didn't feel like myself. I didn't even know who I was, but I just knew this girl in this 500 pound body who was limited in everything that I could do was not me. Um, and so I set off on a journey, um, set a goal for myself to lose over 300 pounds. And in the course of about three to three and a half years, I naturally lost over 300 pounds by changing my diet and exercising. Um, and that's a little bit of what I wanna share with you guys is throughout that whole journey Because of course I hit bumps and fell down and messed up and cried probably more times than I laughed and smiled and had to really found, I had to find that strength inside myself to really not only focus on losing weight, but changing the relationship I had with myself and with my body and finally learning to love myself and it really became so much more about just trying to lose weight, and it really turned into a learning to love myself. Um, And there's moments and there's times and there's days where I completely struggle with that. I struggle with the person I see in the mirror. Um, I feel like that same 500-pound girl sometimes, um, but that's life and that's normal. And I think what's important to remember is if you are struggling with your weight or you are struggling with your body or you are trying to lose weight, It's not focusing so much on the weight loss but focusing on life in a bigger picture of that and what makes you happy, what makes you feel most confident and what's going to help you live your best life possible. And once you have all of those things, I feel like weight loss kind of falls into place a little bit.
1: But you didn't always have that perspective.
0: No. And that's, I think, something important to point out is along my journey of losing weight, um, I learned kind of these things because I definitely started off as just wanting to lose weight. Um,
1: And you really did anything possible that you could to reach that goal, whether it was healthy or maybe not so healthy. Uh, You were all 100% in no matter what was your goal was to lose weight and you did everything you could to achieve that.
0: Right. And so I when I set off to lose over 300 pounds, I was so determined, like Kevin said, to just focus on weight loss that I found myself really struggling more with my eating disorder. Um, I found myself starving myself a few times to try to eat lower and lower and lower amounts of food to try to lose weight faster. Um, I would kill myself in the gym to try to burn calories and You know, and I think that was such an unhealthy relationship with myself and my body. That was the extreme of the 500 pound girl. Um, And so I think it takes a lot of falling down and messing up and, you know, readjusting along the way in order for you to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And with weight loss, especially with mine, where I had so much weight I had to lose, you know, I think I thought it was going to be like this linear, like every week I was going to keep losing every month, I was going to lose a certain amount, it was going to be this like straight path of weight loss. And if I stuck to my food, and I stuck to my workouts, I was going to get there and it would be totally easy. Um, And I think the bumps and the turns and the jerks and the unexpected things that happened, um, made it really difficult for me. And I didn't, process it well if one week I maybe didn't lose weight. And like Kevin said, then I would start, you know, well, what did I eat? Why did I eat so much? Why did I do this to myself? what I'm such a failure? Like I should have done better. And I think those negative thoughts started creeping up more, and that's just as dangerous as eating and getting to five hundred pounds. So there's so much that goes into it. And that's what I want to explore in this podcast is, You know, a lot of people say with weight loss, you just have to stop eating and exercise and get moving. And that's not the case at all. There's so much more that goes into it. And that's kind of what I want to share is, you know, everything else that went into my journey, not just losing weight, but how I was able to lose the weight, the struggles I'm struggling now with some weight gain and how like no matter what you go through, as long as you keep believing in yourself, you are going to be able to continue moving forward on your journey no matter what.
1: And I know we've talked about this before, not on the podcast obviously because this is our first episode, but I think you would agree with me now that getting where you are in this whole weight loss journey, it is way more of a mental journey than it is an actual physical journey. Sure the physical results are easy to see, but talking to you and knowing you when you started this weight loss process and getting to where you are now and going through the skin removal surgeries and all of that, that the mental aspect of all of those things is far more difficult and where you actually truly get the results and you see the changes that are sustainable and all of that is the mental changes that happen, not necessarily the physical ones.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great point to bring up because I don't think, even when I started my weight loss journey, a lot of people didn't talk about the mental struggles or the mental challenges that could come with losing weight. Um, It was just always told, even since a very young age, because I've always struggled with my body, I've always struggled with my weight, I've always struggled with people making fun of me, putting me down because of the size of my body, and then always constantly kind of turning to food. And I was always told, even by doctors, like, you just need to eat less and move more. And they made it sound so simple and you know, even if I was maybe doing those things, it was still like, why am I not losing weight? And they made it like, it was such a physical thing. Like you just had to stop eating and exercise and you would get the results and not knowing like the most important thing you have to change is your mental mindset and how you feel about yourself and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I think that's something that I wish I knew more about when I started my weight loss journey. And the importance of you know, taking care of your mental health, maybe talking to someone, having that mental support as you go along your journey. Because I wish I had a therapist and someone to talk to at the very beginning. Um, I'm seeing one now and it's making a huge difference. But I think what's important to remember is it's not only the physical differences or what's changing in your body. It's really the mental changes as well, which starts with maybe why you're doing it and then reminding yourself of taking care of your mental health as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, Let's jump into, like you said, maybe at the beginning, like what got you to the point where we are today, like where, like let's go back to uh, your childhood and maybe like you said, some of those mental things when they started or what, what kind of triggered you to get to that point where you were weighing over 500 pounds?
0: I think a lot of things happen in life that you know you have to reach a certain breaking point before something just snaps and you decide to make changes. Um, I think with weight loss too, even my friends or family, they were concerned about my weight and they would bring it up. But I think it's important to remember that this is your journey and you have to start when you're ready. Um, and so lots of things from my childhood from the very beginning were preventing me from feeling like I was ready to start my journey. Um, I always struggled with my weight. I was always overweight since I was little. I always went to nutritionist and specialist to try to figure out why I was overweight. Um, I was a very active child. I took swimming, ballet, gymnastics, dance class. Um, I struggled with food because I was a very picky eater, and I did not like foods that were like higher in protein. And not because when I was little I knew that they were protein, but just like animal products or the things that I was trying to eat really kind of grossed me out. And so it switched to well, I'm not eating that because I don't like it, and I really turned to like the carbs and pasta and you know, all that stuff, which is fine, but when that's all you're eating, I think my relationship with food started young where it was an obsession of eating only the things I liked because I didn't have another option of like, okay, if you didn't eat chicken, what other protein were you gonna eat? Um, And so I think it started at, with that and thinking like, well, I'm active, I'm doing what my friends are doing, I'm eating what my friends are doing. but the relationship with food was just a challenge for me because I didn't like certain foods. And then growing up being teased and having people put me down and not being able to run as fast as everyone else. Um, or my last name begins with an A. And so in PE, they had us all run around the track starting with last name. That's how we lined up. And so I was always the first one to lead everyone in running. And I remember going as hard as I could to try to run as fast as I could because everyone else was depending on me, like waiting for me to go. And just the comments and people calling me fat and I was so slow and people like literally walking behind me, like making fun because they weren't even moving. Um, I think a lot of those things played a part and me never feeling good enough or that my body was never good enough. And that I was never able to do anything. And then I got labeled as the shy fat girl because all those comments made me very reserved and made me not want to open up or be my true self because I was so ashamed of how I looked. And so when that name kind of came up and people told me like, you know, labeled me as that's what I was, I kind of took on that label and I told myself, yes, I am just a shy fat girl. I'm never going to be able to do anything else. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I can't run fast enough. Um, And those kind of things I think carry through, like through your world and your life. Um, And I never talked to anyone about it. I never brought it up. I never told anyone if I was struggling or having a bad day. And it just made me turn more and more to food. Um, And that happened all throughout, like always growing up. And then I would go on a diet, it didn't work, or it didn't happen fast enough, and I would give up and then end up gaining more weight. And so holding on to all those feelings of I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I can't do this. Um, What if I fail? People are going to laugh at me. Um, I've already failed so many times before. Like what makes this different? And I think accumulation of all of those things really made it's hard for me to actually believe in myself or trust myself or love myself enough to be able to make the changes I needed because I was just so afraid of what everyone else thought of me or everyone else's opinion of me. And so I just kept turning to food more and more and more and became very, it was a very unhealthy relationship I had with food um, where it got to a point where eventually because I never addressed any of these things never talked about my feelings never shared how I was feeling with anyone else Knowing deep down I needed to lose weight. I wanted to lose weight I just didn't know how or didn't think I could do it and then it eventually got to a point Where I was 500 pounds and felt completely lost completely didn't know what to do who to turn to where to go um, I thought my life was pretty much over um And I think, like Kevin said, it goes back to the very beginning of, you know, taking on that role of the shy fat girl and not knowing how to break free from that. And I really hit rock bottom, hit the heaviest I've ever been at 500 pounds and really felt stuck.
1: I think the overarching theme there is all throughout your growing up and all of that is there's all those mental struggles that you were going through that you didn't release or talk about or open up about or like let go of Mm -hmm. there were so many things that you held in that you never like dealt with
0: right and i think that's definitely a part of my personality is and i think that became part of my personality because it had to in a way because i hated talking about my feelings i hated confrontation I hated telling anyone that they hurt my feelings or I was upset. I never stood up for myself. Um, And so I think I just took on that role to always pretend I was the strong one. I was the one that didn't bother when we were out in public and people would make fun of me. You know, and my friends or my sister would be like, oh, my God, how are you feeling? Are you okay?" And I'd be like, oh, my God, that is so funny, like and laugh it off. When deep down inside, I was like breaking even more.
1: And you were just internalizing all of that stuff.
0: Right. Because I never wanted to talk about it. I never wanted to draw that attention to me or people to kind of sit down and talk to me and talk about my feelings because that was the farthest thing I ever wanted to do. So I kept holding it in and it kept building up. And I think as... The weight was building. Those mental struggles were building. And then all of a sudden here I was at 500 pounds, not taking care of my body, not taking care of my mental health.
1: Well, I think talking about those things and admitting those things, I think made it a reality.
0: mm -hmm. So I think I was at...
1: And I think you realized that there was a problem, but I don't think you realized how big of a problem it was until after the fact, because you were internalizing all of these things and not really coming, like facing them head on and saying, okay, like this needs to stop and I've got to fix this. I think you, um, like by putting it out there and having your moment, which we can get into, I think made it real and was like, okay, something really needs to, like you admitted, okay, like I've hit rock bottom, I'm ready to change. And today's the day
0: I think, I know a lot of people talk about a moment, like what made you actually want to change. Um, And I think it is the very first step in making a change. And I will talk about my moment. Um, But in making a change is actually confronting or being honest and being truthful about what is actually going on and what you're actually feeling. And finally, for me, it was realizing I'm not okay. I do need help. I am struggling, and once I was honest with myself, even if I didn't say it out loud, once I was honest with myself, I think that's when anything can change. It's just starting with, you have to be truthful and honest with yourself. Um, And so I feel like a lot of the way before I made the changes, I was at a point where I was like, I'm ready to kind of start losing weight. I really wanna change my life. Um, My weight was really holding me back. I know when Kevin and I started dating, um, one of our favorite things to do was to go to like Giants games. We're a huge sports fan in the Bay Area. So San Francisco Giants. Um, And so we loved going to games. We loved going to Warriors games. Um, We loved going to Disneyland. Disneyland is my favorite place in the entire world. Um, And my weight was holding me back. And, you know, it was not a challenge in our relationship, but... I didn't want to go out. I didn't want um, anyone to look at me. I didn't think, I thought people would like judge us or wonder why Kevin was with someone like me. Um, And so I think once I kind of, you know, we started dating and all that, I let a lot of like my own insecurities keep building up. And then, like I said, kept turning to food. Um, but really when it affected not only my life, but Kevin's life as well, where we weren't going out of the house, we weren't going to sporting events, we weren't going out on dates or enjoying life in like our early twenties, like we were literally stuck at home. Um, I knew I had to change. I knew I wanted to change, but I didn't know to the extent. And I thought it's too hard. I can't do it. And all those negative talks of when I was younger started coming back, um, And so I was in a really dark place for a very long time, still not talking about it, still not admitting it. Um, And it was actually a trip to...
1: (sighs) To Disneyland.
0: (laughs) I feel like no matter how many times I tell this story, it's like, it's emotional. But see, this is real. This is the real stuff we're going to get into, guys, because it's not just a story. It's like my life. Like, this is... Absolutely. Real. Um, But my sister and Kevin decided, let's all go to Disneyland. Um, Try to cheer me up. And we were in line, waiting in line to go on a ride. Um, I had to get a wheelchair to go around because I couldn't walk. Um, I was mortified riding down Main Street in a little scooter wheelchair, you know, because I physically could not walk. Um, And I was just like, I've hit rock bottom. This is it. This is my life now, and I hate it. And I don't think it could ever get any worse than this. Um, I didn't fit on any of the rides, so I didn't even attempt because I knew, I was like, what's the point? I'm not going to fit. But there were certain rides, because we've gone a million times, that I knew they don't really have like a seatbelt. And so I was like, well, I could probably fit on the rides, like the kid rides. So we were, they convinced me, Kevin and my sister, like, come on, you'll fit, let's go. And so we were in line to get on one of the rides. And I went to go through the turnstile to go through to get on the ride and I got stuck. And I thought, okay, if I thought rock bottom was riding in a scooter, I was wrong because this is rock bottom. I've actually hit rock bottom. I'm stuck in this turnstile at Disneyland and I cannot get out. Um, And then going back to like the fears of what other people would think about you or say to you, a whole line of people ahead of me, a whole line of people behind me. And I think my sister and Kevin just stood there like did not know what to do. And so naturally what I started to do was hysterically start laughing um got myself unstuck i was like totally fine guys i this is not a big deal like i'm fine um and then laughed it off like i normally do and then went to the bathroom that was like right around the corner of the ride um and just completely sat in the stall and bawled my eyes out and
1: it was in that moment that you came to realize like something's gotta give, something's gotta change and this can't be my life.
0: Yeah, I sat there and I was like, why me? Why did I allow this to happen? How did I get to this place? And here I'm in my favorite place in the world, the happiest place on earth, and I'm not living my life. I can't do anything. Um, And I just got stuck on a turnstile to get on a ride. I didn't even make it on the ride because I was so big. All these negative thoughts about myself not feeling good enough, not being strong enough, not being able to do this. I thought my life was over. Um, The thoughts of the doctors telling me you won't make it till your next birthday if you don't change and you'll never be able to have kids and all this negative things that people told me came flooding to me in that bathroom stall and I didn't know what to do. Um,
1: I don't think you realized the power of that moment at that right time. no it was you was too close to the situation a, yeah, happening. that's the thing
0: with moments is you never know they're happening until later um i didn't sit there and be like oh yeah now i'm gonna take this moment and you know this is gonna be the moment everything changes you know in that exact moment i literally was at rock bottom and didn't know what to do well
1: and even at that point i don't think you knew that that was your lowest of low
0: i think i felt like it i felt like it could not get any worse than that Like, there's no way anything could ever get any worse than this. Like, this was... Yeah, but
1: you didn't know that you weren't going to turn it around and make that, like, from that point on, everything else was going to be upward.
0: Not yet. And I remember sitting there, like I said, at my lowest of lows, and then something clicked. And I think that's when I knew, is when something clicked... And it was like, I say all the time, like Disney magic took over or that Walt Disney heard me crying in his bathroom and was like, what is this girl doing? And Disney magic like came over me. And, you know, I something clicked, like something snapped. Like I felt like I was in a dream world and someone just like woke me up. And for the first time in my life, I told myself, I've got this. I can do this. I have the power to change my life and I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it exactly, but I'm going to do it. And I remember wiping my eyes, going out of the bathroom, like a new confidence in myself. And I was like, I got this. Um, And I literally came home. And a few weeks later, I figured out a plan, figured out what I wanted to do. And I woke up one morning, turned to Kevin, and I was like, I'm ready. I'm starting my weight loss today. I'm doing this. And he's like, oh, okay, like half asleep. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, today's the day I'm going to do this. And I set a goal for myself of over 300 pounds. And everyone's like, that's crazy. Like, you should start with 10 pounds or 50 pounds or even 100 pounds. And I was like, no, I got this. Like, I'm going to do this. Um, And my goal is 300 pounds. Um, And it was just like this new person emerged And it's just ever since then, I haven't looked back. And no matter what challenges I still face now or that I faced along my journey, my mantra and everything that I tell myself is still, I've got this, I can do this. And that's when I go back to what I said in the beginning, like anything is possible when you believe in yourself. And for the first time in my life, in that moment in the bathroom, I learned to believe in myself and I knew there was nothing that was gonna stop me.
1: Absolutely. I, like you said, that mindset changed and from that point forward, you have not looked back.
0: And that's what exactly what it goes back to is the mental part. The mental aspect is so huge and people think, oh my gosh, that's crazy. You've lost 300 pounds. Like You look so different. Your body's so different. But I feel like the biggest change I've made was my mental mindset and how I view myself. And no matter what happens in life, if you can have that positive mindset or that mindset of, yeah, bad things might happen or I might fall down or I might mess up, but that's okay because it's not about how many times we fall down. It's about how many times we keep standing back up. And that's the mindset that I kind of started with was I've got this, but then along the journey, it kind of evolved more into seeing what I actually really could do. And then actually seeing, oh my gosh, I did lose 300 pounds. It really clicked like Anything actually is possible.
1: Well, too, you have one of those mindsets that you're, if someone says like, oh, you're not going to lose 300 pounds, you're going to be like, okay, watch me.
0: Right. Like and it,
1: the biggest motivator, not the biggest motor obvi- motivator, obviously, but one of your biggest things like is tell me like I can't and watch me. I'm going to.
0: Right. And I always say I didn't lose weight to prove other people wrong because tons of people were like, you can't do this. You're not going to be able to do this. You have to get weight loss surgery. You have to have gastric bypass. There's all these things. You're not going to be able to lose weight on your own. I even had doctors who said, it's crazy. You're going to try to lose 300 pounds on your own because you're not going to be able to do it. And I think, like he said, hearing that just lit that fire that was already there even more. And I was like, watch me. And it's not so much in a way where it's like, I'm ready to prove all of you wrong it's I'm so ready to prove myself right because I knew I can do it. And if all of you think I can't do it, we'll just watch because I'm going to show you that I can do it. And more importantly, I'm going to tell myself and show myself that I was right all along and I actually could do it. So it's never
1: about absolutely it's not like it's a, not a negative thing to no. other people it's to yourself like if someone says oh well, you can't do this but well, you're like yes i can and i'm right. just gonna go do it for myself to say i know that i can do it
0: and that's i think the power of the mind and it's such a powerful thing is if you set your mind to something mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what anyone else says it doesn't matter how many times you fail or you mess up or you fall down your mind is so powerful that if you truly set it to something and want something mm-hmm. to happen you have the power, the power is inside of you. I don't have anything special or extra added to me to make me be able to do this or to believe this. It's training your mind and truly believing in yourself and then you will be able to do anything. Um, Because like I said, the mind is such a powerful thing. If you tell it it can't do something, you're not gonna be able to do it. And I think, and that's what it comes down to when other people said that it was not a negative, but it was maybe an added spark. Because we're all human. Of course, I wanted to be like, see, I told you, you know, told you so, you know. And a little bit of me did that to the people who maybe thought I couldn't do it. Of course, not like to their face. But part of me was like, you know what? All of you thought I couldn't do it and I did it. And I told you I would do it because I knew inside myself that I was going to do it.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly. I mean, you were so self-motivated, so just ready to do it. Like it was, the the willpower and determination was like nothing that anybody.
0: So I think that's why I really decided to start this podcast. And like you've seen, I already got emotional with it. But I've been so ashamed of my story and my journey and my body and my weight for so long. Um, And now there's nothing I'm ashamed about and sure, I still struggle. Um, one of my biggest struggles right now is dealing with binge eating and some weight gain um, and being super hard on myself with all of that. But I think the reason I truly want to like start this podcast and do this is to really help inspire and motivate all of you to know that anything is possible. And by sharing and becoming personal and vulnerable and sharing all of this with you, it allows you to be personal personal and vulnerable with yourself. So you really can dig down deep and figure out who you are, what you want from life and how you're gonna get there. And that's what the two of us kinda hope to share with you is that, hence the name of our podcast, Never Too Late, because it really truly is Never Too Late to Fly. And the, one of the quotes I always talk about and share all the time is when the caterpillar thought its life was over and curled up into a chrysalis and thought the end was here, when it woke up, it was a beautiful butterfly. Um, so when you think life may be over or you're hit rock bottom or you're at rock bottom right now, just remember the little caterpillar who thought its life was over and it transformed into something beautiful like a butterfly. And so it's never too late for you. It's never too late for us. And together we are truly going to live our best lives possible.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great kind of stopping point for us for this episode is to keep that in mind that it is never too late to fly. You just have to keep moving forward and think and believe that you can do whatever it is that you have your mind set on.
0: Because anything truly is possible, like I said, when you believe in yourself. So we are really happy you're here. We're finally, you know, doing this podcast. We made it a priority. We're here we're excited to have some special guests share some more stories, um, get very personal with some own you know, personal things between us with my story and my journey. Losing over 300 pounds I feel like was the easy part and it's everything else that goes along with it. That's kind of a struggle. Um, so I'm excited to dig down deep, dive in and share all this with you to hopefully even if it touches one person or helps one person, that's what I always say then sharing my story. Um, is worth it so we're so excited you're here we're so excited you're here listening to us and supporting us um and just know we're here supporting you sending you guys lots of love and here helping you to truly live your best life possible as well so remember it's never too late to fly